Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of Faked. And um, just a little plug in the beginning, I'm going to be going uh, to New York City next week, and uh, we're going to be exploring Chinatown. And uh, if you guys want to see any videos, uh, check out my TikTok, so Faked Podcast. On TikTok, we do little uh, videos ever so often on there just to give you a visual aspect of stuff. But um I wanted to start off this episode because, uh, as you can tell, I'm a little sick. Uh, just to, We're going to make this a, a shorter one because it doesn't really need a, a bunch of explaining. But basically, uh, just to start it off, what do you believe Millie Vanilli, Rascal Flatts, and Ashley Simpson all have in common? And that's how we're going to start this off is uh, the answer to that one. And that is they all got caught lip syncing. Now, this may not be extremely popular today just because everything's getting better. I think a lot of these uh, instances happened a while ago because uh, video was not high definition. So, you know, if somebody was watching something and it was a live performance on TV, you know, people couldn't exactly see all the pixels of their mouth and uh, the different characteristics in order to determine whether somebody is faking it or not. So we'll go through a lot of the artists that have got like the big artists. They got knocked for it. Um, usually it's not a, um, a killer of somebody's career just because um, I think uh, everyone's aware that it happens. But you do feel cheated if you go to a, a concert and they're just lip syncing. It's like, I can listen to this album at home. I know it's kind of cool to see the person, but just tell us. I mean, there's like people like Riff Raff who just sit up there and play his own music and vibe to it. He did not even tell you. Uh, or He didn't tell you that he was going to be singing the stuff. He just wanted uh, it kind of to be a, like a party. So if someone were to disclose that beforehand, I don't think people would have an issue with it. Then you're not on any faulty premises uh, to where you can be disappointed. So that's kind of one of the biggest things of it is people feeling cheated when um, it's a live performance. And yeah, we all get it that there's hiccups um, and you want to give a smooth show that's dependent, but um, we've all seen instances to where people who did uh, lip sync, theirs ended up not being seamless. I think there's more forgiving or forgivability uh, by the crowd for those to mess up. Maybe they're breathing too hard because they're dancing their socks off than if the... Um, the track that they're lip syncing to just goes out because that happened uh, multiple times over history. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the, that's the better of the two. So let's talk about, um, you know, the popularity of, uh, lip syncing and when that kind of started. So it looks like a lot of that started, um, when people, you know, TV became big and live performances and people started doing huge, huge venues. Um, and then the, New York City, um, Times Square, whatever. What is it? New Year's Eve performance. That needed to go off perfect because it's like we're fostering in a new year. Um, it needs to be perfectly timed. That's another one is um, with a recorded track, everything's timed perfectly. You have to keep up. 
There's no like, all right, riff it, guys, in the back. I'm going to be talking to some uh, some of the front row people. You know, you, you're on a track. So I get that. But again, we just we just talked about why people would potentially feel cheated by that. And um, another thing is the Star Spangled Banner. If you look at uh, Beyonce had a really big, uh, a lot of people feel cheated on that one. She was singing the Star Spangled Banner. So if you find out you're at a baseball stadium and suddenly Beyonce, superstar Beyonce comes up and uh, she's like, Yep, seeing the Star Spangled Banner, only to find out that it's lip-synced. I mean, I think people are going to be forgiving its patriotism. Sorry, I needed some water there. It's patriotism, you know? You're talking about a presidential inauguration, and somebody has the audacity to fake that baby. That's crazy to me. So that one was an instance of something that was kind of nuts. And although I think still to this day she says it was not lip-syncing, but so many people had said no absolutely fake, a lot of vocal coaches, all this kind of stuff. So these are the biggest signs here um, from a professional vocal coach. Okay, so number one, no live microphone sounds, okay? Things like P's and S's, as you can tell, just from this podcast alone, you hear my P's, my S's, okay? So they tend to make a different sound in a live microphone than in a previously recorded track. So um, the plosive sounds uh, and the pops that produce um, when you are singing and you're not really thinking about what your mouth is doing, that all comes out in uh, live performances much higher. You can have a pop filter on there to kind of reduce some of it, but those things are coming out because um, your proximity to the microphone changes as you're walking around the stage or you're holding the mic on the stand and you're moving it in and out. That is such a huge sign. So I would say, look at uh, the individual that's singing and then listen to some of the P's and S's. So isolate those. And if that, uh, if they're not really resounding as much as they should, bam, we got a fake on our hands. So number two, early or late cutoffs. This one's obviously um, an obvious one. So most people when looking for lip syncing are looking to see when uh, the singer's coming in. But really what to look at, uh, for is, if they are ending their phrases at the exact moment of the recording, says the expert. So we're talking about um, a New York vocal uh, coach, uh, Justin Stoney. So if you want to look him up, there's a lot of cool stuff there. If someone's lip syncing, you'll see them cut off the note a little too early or too late. It's really hard to um, calibrate that exactly. I know they're the ones that write, wrote the songs, although there are some instances where they didn't write the song. Uh, we'll talk about that after this. So, Check out those earlier late cutoffs during the song. Okay, so number three, vibrato. So the invisible vibrato. So the stylistic shaking of the voice heard in sustained notes. Okay, so if you're hearing it, um, you should be seeing it too. So when you look at somebody's throat, okay, so often a singer's vibrato will also appear physically. You'll either see it in like a neck tension. So... Um, a neck tension or like, heck, veins, you know, the shaking of somebody's throat. Because there's a lot of powerful singers out there. And the power, the more powerful it is, geez, the more power, powerful, apparently I can't say powerful. The more powerful it is, uh, the more shaking and the more just violently just 
dedication to that craft. So Whitney Houston's jaw used to shake a lot, okay? So you can see the sh uh, shaking in the sides of the neck or the jaw. So the larynx or the trachea, but not every singer has this, but most do. So if you see somebody like, um, um, like Billie Eilish, she just kind of whispers a lot of her stuff. You're probably not gonna see that, uh, that form and exacerbation of the throat movement because again she's she's just saying it like this or um who's a summertime sadness girl i don't know what her name is but anyways oh summertime sadness you know as long as they got the volume up in the mic they barely need to speak so there's that too so you kind of have to look at who's singing and you know what you know about their songs all right, so number four, no audible or visible breathing. So good breaths for singing are usually towards uh, the silent side just because they're professionals, okay? So if you listen closely, they can usually be heard. As you can hear mine, I'm no professional, obviously, but you can hear that in between. Uh, I know your brain kind of um, takes it out of there, but uh, if you do focus on it, you'll hear it. So breathing for singing takes a great deal of physical work. So if the breath looks too casual, it may mean the person is not actually producing sung sounds. So on the other hand, very good singers like Beyonce have a way of making this look easy because they've been doing it forever. They've perfected it. So singing breaths will look very, uh, will be very active and not passive. So even if they are relaxed. So it's definitely good to take a look at the singer's body. Uh, so check out that, uh, you know, the clenching of the stomach the lung expansion, all that kind of stuff. I know it starts to get a little creepy because you're like, you know, eyeing them up and down. But, you know, if you're really, really wanting to know if somebody is um, lip sync or not, that's a good good way to do it. So number five is mispositioned microphones. This one is uh, probably the biggest tell, which we'll talk about in some, other, uh, some of these other uh, popular artists where, I mean, it was clearly fake. Like you were like, what? Like, why are you even trying to pretend? So a live singer needs to move the mic closer or further away during the performance, okay? The movement of the mic in terms of proximity from the singer's mouth should be reflective in the sound of the venue. So if there doesn't seem to be much difference in the acoustical changes, it may be lip syncing. So in short, the mic movement should correspond with the singer's sense of their own volume control. So when you see a person uh, like move their head away in the opposite direction of the microphone when they're singing a really loud note, it's because they're anticipating the volume change to kind of even out by um, proximity. So they're removing and kind of like creating a Doppler effect, um, but with volume uh, proximity. So you don't want it to be too loud if you stayed in the same spot and then yelled into the microphone, it's going to max out and you're going to get that real high, I'm not even gonna do it right now, just real full, raspy, staticky, gross sound. So we're gonna wanna avoid that, and good singers are gonna know to do that. But if you don't see any of those um, physical movements, then you've got a problem on your hands. All right, so number six is inconsistent mouth shapes. So singers shape their mouth in different way to produce acoustical and resonant uh, effects in their own voice. So if someone is singing, the brightness of their sound may correspond to the openness of their um, lips or mouth, whereas the darkness of the sound will correspond to a more closed mouth position, okay? So if they've got like a melancholy sound, they're going to be like closing their mouths like a puckered lips, ooh, oh, vowel sounds, okay? So if you can, you can tell if someone's lip singing uh, when the, the sound itself kind of does not coordinate with the 
I guess the feeling, the overall vibe of the song, you could just kind of like view their mouth and uh, the closeness of it. What we were just talking about, like Billie Eilish and sad, sad singers, basically. You know, they're going to be a little, a little more reserved with their. You're not going to be smiling and freaking out. So, all right, next, uh, the no pitch problems or rasps. Okay, so obviously, if there's no imperfections in it obviously there are some instances where somebody makes no mistakes, but, um, like if someone's dancing while they're singing, you're going to have like an out of breath, like Chris Brown, you know, <laughs> he was, there was an instance I think of Chris Brown singing. I mean, he's dancing, he's doing backflips, all this stuff comes back. Isn't even breathing hard. You can be in sh- extremely conditioned and in shape and still uh, laborious breathing after doing a backflip on stage and then continuing to sing. I mean, I think he was singing midair at one point, upside down. So it is acceptable uh, for there to be minor uh, pitch problems or notes that are slightly raspy in many pop rock performances. Okay, so, but those are human, you know, they're talking about human error, you know, where it's uh, incidentals kind of thing. So even great singers usually have a few of these things uh, happen in almost all live performances, even the best of the best. So a live performance always benefits pretty much from being, uh, from not being too perfect. That's what people came for. It's because they hear on repeat the perfect, perfect sound, 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 sound from an album. You know, you, you want a little different. You want to know... This person is uh, prone to uh, getting, you know, something wrong because they're not perfect and they're human and it's great to see them. So let's talk about some of these instances of where people kind of messed up. All right. So let's see. Uh, We got Millie Vanilli. You know, some of you may know who that is, but it looks like they had... um, they had to lip sync to the voice of their own, obviously, and they uh, they sang on their six-time platinum album, uh, but it uh, looks like they had their Grammys taken away, and Rob Pilatus tragically passed away in 1988, the night before he and Fabrice Morgan, Morvin was set to... So it seems like there was a, there's a lot of issues there. I feel like there's, they're missing some of this stuff. They're back and begin to skip during... Oh, that's what it was. So... Their success came to an end. So this one actually was like a kind of career killer. They sang their mega hit, Girl, You Know It's True, but their backing vocals began to skip during their club MTV tour in Connecticut. Interesting. So that one actually kind of was a killer of their career. Okay, next would be Ashley Simpson. It went down in uh, Saturday Night Live. So 2003, Ashley Simpson, Jessica Simpson's younger sister, performed on the late night sketch show Saturday Night Live. And her performance fell apart in front of millions of viewers. So her first song, Pieces of Me, which we all know, is a successful performance. But as she returned to perform a second song, the first performance backing track played again. Oh, she awkwardly held the mic in her hand, danced comedically, and dashed off Stage, so it seems as if her career never fully recovered from this incident. I don't know if that was attributed to that, though. Again, I think people might be a little forgiving, especially Saturday Night Live. You could have branded it as a, uh, like a skit, you know, whatever. It's not that funny, but neither is SNL. Kind of fit in. Oop, topical. All right, so number eight, Mariah Carey. 
Okay, according to Billboard in 2016 during the Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking Eve with Ryan Seacrest, I remember this one, Mariah's in-ear audio stopped working as she would was due to sing her hit 1991 song, Emotions. Uh, the technical difficulty led to her stop singing this song entirely along with the lip syncing to another piece and lowering her microphone as the backup vocals continue. Carrie seemed to take the faux pas lightly because she's tweeted... Shite happens on Twitter after the incident. So um, I guess that's one way to pull yourself out. But I think that Queen uh, Mariah Carey knows she's back again every year. It doesn't matter. Okay, she's making $500 million every year for Christmas. Crazy. All right, let's talk about Beyonce. We kind of talked about this already. So Beyonce admitted to lip syncing at former President Obama's inauguration 2013 while singing the national anthem. Oh, I guess this one was at the inauguration, not... Um, not at a baseball game. For some reason, I thought it was a, a baseball game. Interesting. I actually think I... No, I don't remember this one. Um, but she admitted it. I thought she didn't. So Beyonce is a perfectionist, and she didn't feel comfortable singing with the orchestra because she didn't have time to practice over and over again. I mean, that, I guess that's a pretty good reason. Without a proper sound check, she didn't want to take the risk. Hmm, so she clapped back by singing the national anthem on spot at a Super Bowl press conference and asking if anybody had any questions. All right. It's a pretty good rebuttal, I'd say. Um, you know, I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but that seems pretty justifiable, I must say. So Britney Spears, okay, we know we know about this one. So in 2014, Britney Spears sang her song Perfume at her Planet Hollywood residency. However, the controversy didn't come from Spears lip-syncing to her vocals, but concertgoers found that... Spears was belting to Sia's voice. Okay, so Sia has the songwriting credit for Perfume and most likely provided the background vocal. So Pierce, they were singing, or they were playing Sia, and oh, that's a huge difference. She sounds nothing like her. Holy cow. Okay, next would be Jennifer Hudson, which is a crazy powerhouse. So uh, it comes to a surprise that she would ever lip sync. She received a lot of flack during um, 2009 Super Bowl. She was, it was not her choice, apparently. So according to MTV, Ricky Minor, the show and American Idol music director producer requested that Hudson use pre-recorded vocals. So it looks like this was a matter of contractual agreement. And apparently it went off without a hitch, but the performance was the first time that Hudson was in the public eye after the murders of her mother and brother. So apparently there was some scrutiny. Hmm. All right, Red Hot Chili Peppers apparently got hit too. Seems safe to say that the Super Bowl... Productions don't want any mistakes or technical glitches airing live, which is what we talked about. So that makes sense. So while the rock band members, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, did perform with live vocals in 2014, the controversy apparently stemmed from the instruments not being plugged in whatsoever. So the members admitted that they mimed their instrumentation, that there wasn't any room for argument. That's not as bad as somebody lip syncing, though. Like, if you're not playing the instruments, and I know I don't want to undersell what uh you know the hard work that goes into instrumentals but there's definitely more to go wrong in instrumentals than than somebody's voice i would say because man one things go off you break a string see you later okay so rascal flats also got hit so uh, gary levix the lead singer of rascal flats admitted lip syncing at the 2014 country music awards fans called him out for the performance sounding too much like the album version prompting him to make a statement hmm so um, that's interesting. Apparently, he lost his voice. So instead of canceling, he did the lip sync. I think disclosing that, though, beforehand would be the important part, which is what we talk about. Transparency is probably key. 
but I think you'd make a lot, a lot of people happy. And people be like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. All right, guys, so that is it for this episode. Um, I'm, it went longer than I thought it was going to, so um, I will have to see you guys in the next one. So remember that uh, with faked items, there are those who produce them, those that purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.